from the banks of the Yiger River to the mountains of Beauchem, beside homestead hearths, around travelers' campfires, on the streets of cities great and small, her stories are told. Destroyer of demons, swindler of spirits, former prefect of the celestial city, 10,000 voices telling 10,000 tales. Hear them now as they tell the tales of Frost Cricket. Frost Cricket leaves the celestial city. I was told that once there was a plain and honest prefect of the celestial city, an old woman named Frost Cricket. Every morning, Frost Cricket would wake in her quarters, fold her blanket, then take the long winding stairs up to the top of the clerking spire where she worked. From there she could see out across the entire celestial city. Frost Cricket didn't pay much attention to her view, however. Her thoughts were mostly of her duty as a prefect. She did her job admirably, sorting through stacks of paperwork, never once taking bribes or sleeping during the workday, as other prefects did. Each passing day, Frost Cricket approved or rejected permits, licenses, and requests. This went on for many years, and Frost Cricket was fulfilled. But one day, a huge vulture swooped onto her windowsill and laughed at her. Frost Cricket, who had a lot of work to do, grabbed the brass rod that was the symbol of her office and shooed the bird away with it. As he flew off, Frost Cricket returned to her work, resolving to forget about the entire incident. But that night, as she returned to her quarters, she tossed and turned in her sleep. She kept thinking about that loathsome bird, stooped over and cackling at her while she worked. When Frost Cricket awoke that morning, she took a little longer to tidy her quarters, ensuring that her blanket was folded as neatly as possible. She climbed the stairs of the clerking spire much slower than usual, pausing at a small window to look outside. She told herself that she was merely catching her breath, not searching for a pair of flapping wings in the sky. When she reached her office, her eyes went immediately to the windowsill. Thankfully, it was empty. Seeing she had much to do, Frost Cricket sat at her desk and went to work. But she had only gotten about halfway through when a familiar cackle made her jump. You little piss monster! She yelled, tossing a block of sealing wax at him. Her aim was true, but he quickly flew off. The wax sailed out the window and fell to the street below. Fortunately, no one was injured, but it caused quite the stir. Many a head was turned upwards, shocked that a prefect would do such a thing. Embarrassed, Frost Cricket returned to her work, although she kept glancing to the windowsill, worried the old scavenger would return to mock her again. He did not return that day, but the next morning, Frost Cricket awoke with a stomach full of dread. She sat on her bed, folding her blanket over and over again, before finally leaving and ascending the stairs, which felt much longer than they ever had. She stopped at every window, looking for a sign of black feathered wings in the sky, but saw none. When Frost Cricket entered her office, the windowsill was clear, 
and her work for the day was very light. But she could not enjoy an easy day, knowing that crooked pest might return. And finally he did return, when she'd finished her work, and the sun was set. Only this time, Frost Cricket was ready for him. She leapt to the windowsill and grabbed the vulture by his long, greasy neck. What's your problem, buzzard? yelled Frost Cricket. Oh, I have no problems whatsoever. I've flown across the entire world, said the vulture. But you've only seen it from this sad old tower. Frost Cricket's anger rose, and she thought about wringing the vulture's neck until he stopped moving. But then she realized that even dead, he would still be right. So she tossed the vulture out the window, and he flew off, still cackling. Frost Cricket walked down the stairs of the clerking spire without once looking out the windows, and went directly to her quarters, where she immediately fell into a deep, restful sleep, dreaming of a trail of black feathers leading her to marvelous adventures. In the morning, she folded her blanket quickly. She donned her traveling cloak and a pair of iron-shod boots. She took up her brass rod of office as a walking stick and left her quarters for the last time. As she did, she looked up, thinking she felt the shadow of a bird pass over her. But there was none. Frost Cricket laughed, <laughs> shaking her head, and left the celestial city on foot to wander the earth. She did this for many years, having a great number of adventures. She did not know it then, but she would not return to the Celestial City until the final days before it fell. But that is a story for another day. Frost Cricket was played by Cassie Price. The Vulture was voiced by Eric Ivanovich. To hear more from him, check out his own show, Podcast vs. Podcast, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Our cover art was drawn by Matthew K. Hoddy. To see more from him, check out patreon.com slash mkhoddy. Tales of Frost Cricket is written, narrated, and produced by Joseph Stillworth. To see more of Joe's work, follow him on Twitter and Instagram at AnimisticEngine. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Joe is always happy to collaborate with other creators on new ideas and formats for Tales of Frost Cricket. If you're interested, email animisticengine at gmail.com. You can support the show financially by giving Joe a tip via Ko-Fi. Think of it as buying him a drink in exchange for telling this tale. Visit ko-fi.com slash animisticengine and donate. Doug Vandalay here for Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. Each week I sit down with a comedian to talk about their career and their comedic influences. Learn about your favorite comedians talking about their favorite comedians. That's Comedy Zeitgeist on the Cave Goblin Network. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.